the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide on our continuing journey as we seek the answers to what really exists on the other side of life as we know it. And the show is coming to you tonight from the headquarters of the Exxon Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the Southern Command Post of the Exxon Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Fellsmere, Florida. As most of you know, um, I have my own investigative, paranormal investigative research uh, team down here in Florida, the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. And certainly, uh, before we go out and do our work, we, we take certain precautions to protect ourselves from what may exist on the other side. But I can't help but wonder, am I doing enough to protect myself? Am I doing enough to protect my team? Well, our guest tonight is going to talk to us a little bit about afterlife communication and the dangers of it, Mr. Jock Brokus. Jock is a renowned evidential medium, spiritual interventionist. He shares a lifetime of wisdom, experience, and knowledge of the realms of the departed and how to safely interact with them. Belief in the afterlife has reached a level of public acceptance never before seen in modern times, bringing with it an unrealistic sense that anything paranormal must also be benign. Jock's respect for the very real dangers of afterlife communication has guided his desire to assure the safety of those who wish to develop their gifts. Jock also feels that there is much to be learned from a positive connection with loved ones and spirits who have passed. While people are careful to protect their homes behind locked doors and being a uh, cop, that's certainly something I preach, they don't often protect themselves when they explore the neighborhoods of consciousness and the afterlife. Jock is also a noted author. He has penned Powers of the Sixth Sense, How to Keep Safe in a Hostile World, The Book of Six Rings, Secrets of a Spiritual Warrior, and the book that I'm currently uh, working with myself, Deadly Departed, 
the do's, don'ts, and dangers of afterlife communication. Jock Brokus, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout, my friend. Excellent. Thank you so much, Larry. It's it's awesome to be on with you. I, I look forward to sharing wisdom and, and having a few laughs along the journey. <laughs> I'm always there for the laughs, too. But, <laughs> Jock, you... you Consider yourself an evidential medium. Now, a lot of folks look at a medium uh, in one context. They're, they're able to contact the other side, but you actually have a prefix to that, an evidential medium. And there's other prefixes attached to it also. Can you explain to our listeners what an evidential medium is and what other kinds of mediums are out there? Could you do that? Yeah, well, an evidential medium is, is a medium that's, that's able to... Um, discern information from discarnate spirits on the other side and be able to give that information, deliver that information in a professional manner. And that information will stand up to scientific scrutiny, or it will certainly stand up to a lot of skeptical scrutiny. I, I did, uh, you know, many sittings in the past for people who were incredibly skeptical, including scientists, um, who have, you know, I don't want to use the word being converted, but it is certainly throwing a spanner into the works of, of their uh, current belief system. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, th there's a great misunderstanding where a lot of people will, uh, you know, as I said in my book, in Deadly Departed, I said that, you know, th th there's a buzzword that I use that I coined a phrase called the Gucci handbag, the Gucci handbag syndrome of mediumship. And it's the, it seems to be the coolest thing to do. The more paranormal shows that we have out there, the more mediums we have on television. It used to be back in the day, Larry, that, you know, you would go into a town and you'd be lucky if you knew who the medium was or there'd be a connection or it would be, you know, there would be a, a spiritualist church somewhere. And it wasn't very difficult. It wasn't very hard. Uh, it was actually very difficult, sorry, to, to, to get in touch with these people. But nowadays, it is like, it's like a Pepsi brand. It's everywhere. You, every single person is a medium or, a, you know, and they all talk. And I've, I've had people, even kids, I don't go about in stores and say to people, yeah, I'm a medium, that's what I do for a living. I, I, I don't do that, you know. But I've had many instances where I've been in bookshops or looking at uh, afterlife books or other things or, you know, and I've had them say, yeah, I'm a medium, you know, and, and try to even give me a reading. I had one time someone try to give me a, a reading in a bookstore who was actually holding my book that I had written <laughs> at the time, which was really kind of surreal to expect that. So there's this Gucci handbag syndrome of mediumship, but what I want to put down is evidential. When someone is grieving and or someone's been through some kind of spiritual subjugation, that evidence has got to be very much like the evidence you would get in a criminal case or you would do an investigation or, or, or a, you know, a murder or anything like that. That evidence for me has got to back it. It's got to back itself up. I, I look at something as a pyramid of evidence, and there's a lot of people that they'll give information out there, and it'll be very generalised. You know, there's a gentleman who's coming through, and he's very rotund, and he has a he's very jovial, and you know, can you take that? And there'll be people that get so excited they'll take it, and before you know it you've actually created a psychic connection with the, the, the morphogenetic field and you're starting to just read auric energy. You're not actually in, in connection with, uh, with a spirit on the other side. So I tend to really, and even when I teach, is, is to give as much evidence as I'm getting. And that can be anything from names, dates, times, places. Okay. Something, is, something is very unique to them, you know, that... By the way, you know, I, I'm believing that your, your father was with you yesterday when you, you bent down because your lace came untied and someone nearly knocked you down. You know, so, it, so what you're basically saying, if I can't, didn't mean to interrupt you there, is you're yeah. looking to provide information that people can corroborate yeah. through other forms, such as being able to search something in in a, in 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 history that would corroborate yeah. it, or something that's happened to them, something that that corroborates your information. That's what you mean by evidential. Ab I got that right? Absolutely. It's got to be able to be corroborated either by that person, you know, straight. I, you know, a lot of mediums will get very hurt when someone says, no, I don't understand it. And that, in reality, that doesn't bother me because if I know that I'm getting it from spirit, 
then I will say, well, you, you might not understand it now, but please go away and research it because you'll find that somewhere that's actually going to link in. And I've had people come back and say, I phoned my uncle, I phoned my aunt, I went and got in touch with my mother-in-law, and that was and that was a connection for someone else, and it was it was spot on, uh, you know. Or you've given information that's almost like a cross correspondence, you know. So the the evidence has got to be unique to the person. There's there's a famous saying that you know one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, and we've heard this throughout this argument and terrorism throughout the world, right? Mm-hmm. But let's take that in the mediumship. One person's evidence is another person's failure. So not every every evidence is going to fit everybody. It's got to be unique to that person. It's got to be got very to be to unique. And you've got, and you've to, be got to be able to prove, to prove it. it. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Well, what other kind of mediums are there out there? You you, you consider yourself an evidential medium. What other monikers are, are attached well, to that? Term? Evidential medium is, is, is basically... And evidently, there's mental mediumship and there's physical mediumship and there's trans mediumship. Physical and trans have a, a, a very close relationship. Evidential mediumship is an aspect of mental mediumship. It, it, mental mediumship should be evidential mediumship. It, it, you know, everybody should be at that level. Um, so the mental mediumship is basically that you're utilizing your mind-to-mind connection. You're, you're connecting from mind-to-mind. But the evidence that you're actually perceiving or you're receiving from the other side and one thing that we've got to remember larry there's nothing special about an you know there's nothing special about a medium if we look at really the word the medium we're just an in-between source we are only a stage for communication there's nothing special about that person it's just that we're able to raise our vibration high enough that we're able to communicate at a certain level, with discounted entities on the other side, and you know, discern that information. And the thing is, is a, a medium has got to be well trained enough that they're able to perceive that information and deliver it in a professional way, and actually understand what the spirit is trying to say to them or trying to mm-hmm. convey to them for the other side. Because a lot of people will get that wrong, mm-hmm. and. There's a great danger, there's a massive danger in someone actually causing more grief to someone who's grieving by giving them, not okay. they could give them good evidence, but they might actually hurt them even more by the way they deliver it. So, so and let me, I'll give you an example. You have a woman who's absolutely distraught that she's lost her husband. And let's just say, for instance, we don't know this, but they were a little bit, there's a little bit of a tense relationship before then. Maybe maybe she didn't get to, she, she's feeling a bit of grief because of the way things have happened in the past. Happened. And then you have a medium that will turn around and sit and say, oh, by the way, you know, yeah, your husband's coming through and he's not happy with the way you're looking after yourself. And, you know, yesterday when you were talking, you were talking to him or he, he heard you speaking his name, but he, he's, he's not happy about you doing this. That woman doesn't hear the good evidence that yesterday you called on his name. That woman hears, he's not happy with me. Mm-hmm. And we filter out. She filters out the good stuff. Mm-hmm. What, you've, what you've done in delivering it wrong or del- delivering it in an unprofessional manner by not filtering it from the spirit yourself is you've actually caused that person to go deeper into their grief state. And, and your feeling is to avoid that is a higher level of training. Like, correct? High, yeah. A higher level of training, a higher level. I mean, there's, you can see as well as I can, Larry. You can go online and do a course in mediumship. You get a certificate. Hey, presto! Yeah. Well, I've I, seen I people got, don't do. I've I got to put a, do. I, I got to put you in hold here for just a second, my friend, because we're about ready to take our first break. But I've got a several more questions to ask you on that, folks. Stay with us. I'm with Jock Brokus here on Paranormal Stakeout. Stay with us. We'll be back in a. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center 
designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, on Paranormal Stakeout. My guest tonight, Jock Brokus, talking about the dangers of afterlife communication. And uh, just before the break there, we were talking about uh, training and whatnot, uh, Jock. In fact, you hit on a, a real real important point for me and that's training and structure within within mm. the realm of paranormal uh, investigation and research and mm. from what i'm gathering from you, uh, you you're feeling the same way when it comes to your side of the house have i got that right absolutely uh, absolutely um i'm one of the founders of a, 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 a charitable organization called the assmpi um, the American Society for Standards of Mediumship and Psychical Investigation. We've just changed the name to ISSMPI. Um, and we are proud of, of standards. We, we, we don't enforce standards, but we're trying to develop um, standards in uh, afterlife communication and, and research and, and hopefully as we move forward in you know, paranormal standards because it's, it's not just down to mediums, Larry. It's also down to paranormal teams because yeah. whilst, a medium, whilst a medium can deliver information in the wrong way and cause further grief to someone who's suffering, a paranormal team can go into a potential situation where there is spiritual subjugation that is serious. Now, you know, it's not just about having the odd anomaly or something in there and having a bit of excitement at night, but, you know, families mm. are in terror or something and do it without the wrong, in the wrong standards in the wrong way and cause even more suffering. So we need it. We need it within that field as well. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I, I've seen it uh, on our end, as far as being a psychic, I'm as um, I'm as sensitive as a rock, is, is what I like to say. <laughs> but uh, we, still being involved in this, you do have the potential of causing other other people harm by what you find. And and there's tons of teams out there, and that's fine. There's a lot of folks that enjoy uh, doing the weekend thing, and and I'm not taking anything away from that. But no. if we're going to continue to do serious work, then we have to adhere to a certain level of standards so that a we can help others and provide the proper information and uh, B collect evidence that can be used mm -hmm. and hopefully uh, quantified and qualified in, in what my vision is in a, in a court of law, so to speak, a jury of our peers. And the only way we can do that is through standards and structure, you know, not, not everybody, nobody has to interview exactly the way I do, but, there has to be a certain set of structures and rules. That's that's my vision of it anyway. I agree 100% with you because I, I, I feel the same way and I feel that, you know, the, there will be a time where the dawn will break and, and we will be able to utilize, if you like, um, paranormality in, in a court of law. And, and maybe, you know, I, I really... I'll relish the day that that happens, but that will never happen unless we have some formal structure. And at the same time, within you know the paranormal field, 
it's like, for instance, you know, if, if I get asked to help in, in some situation and everybody's going in with as, as many cameras and, and uh, you know, laser detectors and infrared monitors and all this kind of stuff, the way I look at it is, is that's just one small grain of sand in the beach. Because all that gives you, as far as I'm concerned, that gives you a reading that there's anomalous, there's energetic changes in the field. There is, there is a change. And where we can corroborate that is actually corroborate that with, with, with intelligence that's gained uh, utilizing mediumistic faculties or utilizing, you know, spiritual faculties as well as, you know, these little bleepy tools that go on everywhere that everybody carries with them. Yes, there is a place for the weekend, you know, the weekend ghost hunter who enjoys it and they can go to Stobo Castle or they can go somewhere in an old house or whatever it is and, and, and get a little bit of the energy with the spooks. But at the same time, they still need standards because they could be opening themselves up to things that they don't really want to deal with. And I would rather see an organization where people know where to come when they've actually got they've got an issue. They've got serious issues. They've got problems in their family. I, I've helped people who, you know, who are very well thought of in, in business communities or in legal communities who are lawyers and I've even had recently had a case from from doctors who didn't want to go to a paranormal team because they wanted to have something more professional and they didn't want it to be known that you know they were under some kind of spiritual in, in, in interference from a professional capacity. You know, because imagine a doctor coming out and saying, "Yeah, in, in my in my place, I've, I've got I've got spooks going about and ghosts and chairs are moving and all this is happening." And, uh, and they don't want to bring in the, the, the paranormal team that, that is known in the local area for doing ghost tours because that's when it can go wrong. Well, let me ask you this, and this is a sensitive question, go but uh, as, as, a law, as, as a detective, you know, I, yeah. I'll be honest with you, early on in my career, I had a tough time. I would be working a homicide and I would actually get calls mm. from mediums and I would get three different stories from three different mediums, all yeah. all appearing to be as sincere as they could be. And certainly yeah. I've talked to a, a number in the field that are appear for every every way to be sincere, yet they're giving different versions of what is on the other side of what they're seeing. The biggest question here is, mm. if you're a medium and you can see the other side, why can't all mediums see the same thing? Because not all mediums are the same, and not all mediums are highly developed. And a lot of media. Here's the. Let me just actually answer that question very quickly. The biggest mistake that was made was the officer accepting calls from mediums who are phoning in. Instantly, that tells me the medium, no matter how gracious they're being about it, there's a little bit of an ego basis there. They want to do it. They want to be known. I've never in my career ever came forward and says, I can help you in this case or I can help you in this situation. It's always found me. Mm -hmm. If you come to me and ask me for help, I'm going to be more, you, you know, then I'm not doing it through ego. If you come and you say, I, I need help with something, can you help? Then we can say, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, I, I possibly could. Yeah. But if I phone you up and say, Hey, I've got this there's a little, there's a high level, there's a high level of risk there that, you know, there's, there could be a lot of ego in there. And not all mediums are the same. There's a lot of people who also think they're mediums, but are really more intuitive and psychic than anything else. Remember, there's that saying that you know, everybody knows about when you're developing. All, all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, let me explain it a little in, in an easier way. Let's just say, for instance, a psychic can read a certain level of energy to a certain point. So let's say that there's seven layers, right? And that, that psychic can only raise themselves to the third layer and gain the information from that level of energy. A medium has the capacity and has the development, the potential, the, the spiritual faculties to go beyond that third layer to the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and maybe the seventh, and be able to discern, communicate, and gain validation and information from a higher level, a higher vibration, whereas a psychic can't. Now, that also means that the medium can be able to communicate one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, where the psychic can only go one, two, three. Okay. Now, are you, and you'll have to forgive me here, are you discussing the aura that those levels, or is that? I am, but I, I, I am, but I, I'm trying to make it more palatable for everybody who's listening because I don't want to go down the whole new age route of chakras <laughs> and auras and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, and, and frankly, we don't have the time, that much time to do that anyway. That's a, that's a deep level. Um, so think one to seven, one to three, and three to seven. Okay. Okay. I, so do you think that also psychics, mediums, might also be providing information that is somewhat skewed by their own personal beliefs, their own personal background, things that have affected them in their life. Can that affect what they're yep. trying to? Okay. Absolutely. Because, you know, it takes a great deal of, of experience, not necessarily knowledge. It takes a great deal of, because of, anybody can gain knowledge. It's, it's how you have the wisdom to put that knowledge into action and how you're able to develop yourself. How the, the, the biggest thing, and even we have, if, if someone has a, a problem with a, a negative a malevolent force, is how do you discern it? That comes over with experience and personal development, not actually just reading it in a book or going on a course. It uh -huh. takes many, many, many years of development. Now, you as a police officer, when you were a rookie, you just wouldn't just jump into a homicide and, and start jumping in there. You had to develop. You had to go through training. You had ah, to you hone go. your skills. Mm -hmm. So so does a medium. So we, we come back to that earlier discussion we had a few minutes ago about training and standards and education. Uh -huh. and, mm. and once again, it's, I think that's going to be the hallmark of the future for this field overall of paranormal research and investigation. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, so how long have you been doing this, Jock? How, uh, I mean, let's say, I mean, here, here's the thing. I, like I've said before in, in many different shows, everybody says that they were a medium since they were a child and everyone else. And yes, I may have had experiences, but it didn't come to me until later in life because I couldn't put a label on anything. I, my uncle was a monk. I spent a lot of time in a monastery. I had religious experiences. I had intuitive experiences. But I didn't know, even though I was interested in, in spirituality and the paranormal and things like this, you don't, you don't fully understand it. And, and it's like trying to put a, a, you know, a square peg in a round hole is very difficult. So that, come, that came to me later in life. And it actually was more to do with when my father passed and, and well, I had an experience that kind of woke me up. Well, I'd like to talk more about that experience uh, that brought you into the realm of uh, where you're at today. But we're going to take our next break, folks. So stay with us. I'm with Jock Brokus here on Paranormal Stakeout, and we'll be back right after this message. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. 
Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We are back on tonight's episode of Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, jokester, Jock Brokus. And uh, I'll go into that someday about the jokes. But, Jock, just before the last break, we were all serious now. We were talking about how you how you found out that you were you were gifted. You, you were describing a, an incident um, about your father. Can you go ahead and elaborate on that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. The, the, you know, gifted. I don't think as as a good term, but what I, yeah, I will say, you know, I, my my father is no, there's no great you know secret. My father and I didn't have a very close relationship, um, and I think the thing that woke woke me up was one uh, particular day or late in the afternoon. Um, my father appeared to me, which in you know, as most people would say, you know, they had an amazing ethereal experience and it made their heart sing and everything else. It frightened the living daylights out of me because in my mind I'm like, he's dead. Why is he why is he here? And you know, and, and as, as quick as it came, it, it went again, but it seriously did something to me internally that oh. it, you know it, it made me seek out information and, and seek out other professionals and, and hit the spooky church, as I called it. Um, spooky church. <laughs> spooky church. <laughs> the spiritualist church. I hit the spooky church. Um, because I had this experience, which scientifically to me was, was just, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it out because one, I wasn't drinking and two, I wasn't on drugs, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was quite unique. And, after that, you, you talk about an awakening. I think that's what actually happened because then everything in my life then took a complete different meaning. And a lot of the experiences that I had as a younger boy and, you know, in the monastery and, and various other places, they all started to fit into the right places, into the right holes. That Those experiences were then I was having that big aha moment. So me being the me that I am, I tend to want to know every in and out of it. You know, if, if, if something works, I want to know how it works and why it mm-hmm. works. And, and, and is, can I break it down? Is there any scientific way to scrutinize this? And, and then I work very closely with, um, a, you know, a, a scientist friend of mine and all different aspects. And we're always, always looking for holes in something. And I think even in that, at that level with that experience, I was looking for holes and, and then I bumped into uh, you know, a few people that were that kind of blew me away with their information and the knowledge that they knew, not only about me, but my father and the family, and I'd never met them in my life. Um, and that made me think even more, because that was before the time that we had, you know, the internet was as, you know, it was just getting going and stuff, you know, you know, every, there wasn't all the Facebooks and God knows what else that was around there at the time, you know, this was... I had an experience with a, an old woman outside in, in the mountains in Scotland that 
kind of blew me away at the time. And and then everything started to take shape, and and then everything made sense. And then that my life, my life's journey just started. Then I think that's when my life really started. And how old were you roughly? I would say probably very, very, very late twenties or very early thirties, maybe 32, 31, 33, something like that. Uh, and that. And that's interesting. You even mentioned before that um, you know a lot of people have these experiences or claim to begin down to travel down this road as youngsters, but here it happened to you uh, pretty far, pretty much farther along in your in your thirties. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm always late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you, you've traveled this road, and, and um, you know, you've wrote, read some wrote some really interesting books. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, Deadly Departed right now. In fact, um, getting into the crux of what I want to talk with you tonight, mm-hmm. and that's the dangers mm-hmm. of of ta- of communicating with the afterlife. My my first question to you is. What, do you believe in demons? Is that is that where the danger is? Oh, that's that big label again. We we label everything as a, okay. What I what I want to say is you know in in every spiritual belief system we have a name for something. We've given names and and religion is is a, a man made thing. It was never a divine. It was never a divine transmission. Um, and so when we label something, we're giving it a label. For for a, an element of understanding. Here's where I like to place that, whether I put it down as a devil or a demon or anything else, is I, I like to basically label it as this, a malevolent force that has intelligence, will, and discernment. So whether you call it a demon or whether you want to call it a witchy grub or you want to give it your own name for it, doesn't matter. And whether you believe in it or not, doesn't negate its existence and it is not tied down to religion because these beings or this energetic force this malevolence uh, that permeated the world or this plane has existed before religion way back to mesopotamia way back to probably even before that you know it's always been in existence so whether you believe in it or not doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. they believe in you 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 don't need to believe in demons but they believe in you. That's all you need to know. So these creatures are non-human, never have been human. No, they're non-human entities. Non-human and have never walked the earth, have never incarnated upon the earth. They're a malevolent force, a malevolent intelligence that has, like I said, intelligence, will, and discernment. And how do you fight against something that is far more advanced than you? You know that that's the thing that you do. You don't you don't fight them, and you don't you just basically protect yourself. You gain information, you gain intelligence, and you you develop your own spiritual power, and you recognize the spiritual power that you have. Because the reality is is that malevolent force and good forces and everything else all came from the one, the one consciousness. The whether whether you want to call it God or any other deity or spirit or you know, the great Buna, whatever you want to call that force, there's a there's a higher divine force. There's a divine force that is the permeating force that that animates all of life, no matter what it is. So the reality is, is this animating force also created that, ne- you know, that negative force. We don't know why, and we can surmise it as much as we like, but we'll never know until we really cross over to the other side and we gain far more intelligence when we're over there. But at the moment, we have we have a perception, and we're building this perception up and trying to gain an understanding of it um, in order that we can protect ourselves against it because that malevolent force is not friendly and it's very intelligent, very cunning, and okay. it's it's very manipulative to the point where it can be almost invisible, and I don't mean invisible to the eye, but I'm talking about so subtle obsession, so subtle of a, 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 a gentle control mm-hmm. as it starts to infiltrate your 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 mind, your body, and eventually trying to the ultimate goal of destroying the soul of the human 
the, the well, human species. Well, the, let, let, let me stop you here for just a second. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you've mentioned it in your book. We won't go into details uh, about mm-hmm. the, the, the aspect in your book, but you talk about uh, demonic possession and exorcism mm-hmm. in there and the use of um, Christian, Catholic in particular, rituals in order to... Um, release the person from the, from this uh, this demon and it seems as though the Christian tenets the Christian uh, rituals really really created uh, a pain for this this entity how they were talking about God the Christian God mm. I I think you know Split- he, he- I think in terms of, is it just the Catholic religion or Christianity that can, you know, that has whole governance over this? I, no, absolutely not. You know, I, 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 went, I spoke to another author once, and, he, and I mentioned this in the book, and he said, I said, why do you think the Catholic Church has got it? And he said, well, because they got the movie. And that's quite true, actually. Okay. Um, the media, the media frenzy, the old, you know, the possession thing that went on way back in in the days, in the forties, and the seventies, and mm. that kind of thing. That sparked, you know, the whole this whole modern demonology thing going. But it's not really governed by any particular religion. Now, what I would say is the Catholic Church has put more, I would say, has put more effort into it, more understanding, more assets to understanding it. But I, I believe that there are, the reality is, is that divine power, divine force, divine will is what has governance over it. So the, the, the divine authority over anything that's malevolent is what is the strongest, is the strongest thing against it. So understanding your divine authority, do I think anybody can actually do an exorcism? Absolutely not. But I do think that there's a lot of, shall we say, I don't know, techniques, uh, or there's a lot of other spiritual belief systems that have probably just as much success in in dealing with their particular label of entities than than anything else. But what it boils down to is not so much the ritual, it's the divine power, because man cannot, cannot get rid of that malevolent force on his own. The only way that it can happen is by divine intervention. Without divine intervention, you're powerless. And divine intervention could be the god of good, the the, the light, so yeah. to speak. Okay, absolutely, um, the light. You, yeah, divinity. You, now, unfortunately, we're not going to have time in our show tonight to really uh, get into really what the the, the spirits that we're connecting with because we're talking about protection Uh, but you'd agree that not everything you're going to talk to on the other side is is dark correct i mean there's no absolutely not i mean you know the afterlife can be a wonderful place for people to to help to go through the grief journey when we get back we're going to take our next break now when we get back though i want to i want to talk to you about how investigators as well as mediums can protect themselves with this afterlife oh, yeah. communication so folks stay with us uh, this is paranormal stakeout my destiny guest tonight is jock brokus we'll be back right after these messages They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzulli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. 
All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. We are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Jock Brokus. Now, I'd uh, invite you to go to his website, learn more about his work and what he does at https forward slash forward slash Jock Brokus. That's J-O-C-K-B-R-O-C-A-S dot com. Also, check out his books, Powers of the Sixth Sense, How to Keep Safe in a Hostile World, the Book of Six Rings, Secrets of a Spiritual Warrior, and Deadly Departed, The Do's, Don'ts, and Dangers of Afterlife Communication. I'd also like to invite you to check out my websites at www.paranormalfbi.com as well as www.paranormalstakeout.com. And while you're at it, go to www.paranormalstakeout.com xzbn.net and check out all the terrific programming that you'll find on the X-Zone radio and television broadcast network. A lot of great shows on there. Jock, great show tonight. So many more questions to ask. Uh, so many places I'd like to take it. But I want to, <laughs> I want to, um, and that wasn't a joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to, I want to take a couple of seconds to, um, mm. Talk to my listeners out there. We've got a lot of investigators out there, not not just mediums, but folks like like I said, I am sensitive as a rock. But we're still delving into the um, other side. How do we protect ourselves? One of the things I I would like to say is um, forget all the woo woo sticks. Yes, I cover certain things like that in my book, okay. But forget the woo woo sticks, okay. And what is a woo woo stick, Jack? <laughs> Uh, stage and candles and all that kind of stuff and 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 start to develop develop yourself develop your mind your body your soul and live a prayerful existence really really learn how to pray and how to raise your vibration in prayer because just because you go in with an abalone shell and some sacred and some sacred sage you know yes that might work for negative energies and clearing a little bit of energy but it ain't going to work against a malevolent intelligence force like a demon, um, because they they know all. I mean, come on, they know all the tricks of the trick. They know all of that. That's just not going to work. So the only thing that works is your divine connection, your divine power, your spirit, and that's what I would say to to you know uh, investigators is start working on yourself and take this seriously. It's it's not a game. It's not something you know. You, you, just because you see it on the television. And don't, for goodness sake, if you are called out to something that has the potential of being remotely demonic and can, and possibly real, not where they say this pub has got a demon in it or whatever it is, but somebody is under some serious problem, don't go in there and start calling upon the spirit or don't go in there and start asking questions because you've just created a connection and you've just opened an invite. And that's not what you want to be doing. The other thing I would say is, don't fill your belly full of food other than water because you've got to think about it this way. If it is really a divine, if it is really a malevolent intelligence and your body and physiological makeup, biological makeup is utilizing all that energy for digestion and everything else, that is giving off energy that can potentially be manipulated against you. Interesting. I, I, in any situation that I go into, I fast and I pray. And I and and prayer is the most important thing. Prayer and your connection is the most important thing. And that just doesn't mean ten minutes before you go into a situation. 
that means every single aspect of your life every day. That's de developing your spirit, your soul, understanding your thought processes, your, your, your conscious, your subconscious thoughts, being able to discern what is yours, what is not yours, understanding the negative forces that may be trying to, to infiltrate your world. And, and believe if you, if you take up this work, then realize that, you know, you've just put a target on your back mm -hmm. because if you're actually going out, like I, you know, if you're teaching this stuff or you're trying to make people aware of the dangers, you honestly think the, the, the negative forces on the other side want you to do that. So you, you better be, you better be ready to, to change your life drastically. I know I've had many experiences that I, I don't want to, you know, really, um, but I'm, are we up 24-7? Well, how often do, and, and let's just take the, the yeah. what I like to call the mom and pop groups uh, that are out mm -hmm. there, just, you know, they're, they're, they're sincere, they're not trying to do anything wrong, but they're, they're basically out to try and just collect some evidence and get the thrill of the night. How often do these groups come across a malevolent spirit as compared to just somebody that's on the other side wanting to communicate back. I, I think you use the term um, grounded spirit in, in your Yeah, board. I mean, I, here's the thing. In, in relation to demonic cases, it's very, very, very rare. Uh, and there is even, even there's a lot of doctors and, and there's a lot of therapists and things that, that will utilize the term as, as the person being possessed in the mind and stuff. And, and I I tend to think that that's just taking things a bit far because really when you're talking about a possession or diabolical, there's, there's a spirit possession that I would like to explain. And then there's diabolical possession, which is what we understand from the, the religious aspect of it being a demonic force that has subjugated the individual and is, is taking over their will, is trying to control their mind, their body, their soul, everything aspect of it. So where the spirit possession will be mainly like an obsession or a, an influence, a, an influence within that individual or a connection to them. So a, a lot of these, you know, young paranormal teams, probably they, they very, very rarely ever come across anything really, really malevolent. And, and honestly, half of them that say that they've fought against demons and they've had these experiences, I often kind of laugh because they, they talk about it so readily where... Really, when you've gone up against one of these forces, you're never going to forget about it for the rest of your life, and you're going to be scarred for the. You're going to be scarred for life with it, and it's not something that you just go out and tell people. You know, I I, I once you know listened to a social media post where they were saying, you know, we're we're going out and we're ready to take bookings. So if you've got a demon in your house or you've got a demon in your business, give us a call and we'll come in. Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> that's a little bit kind of, you know, yeah, ridiculous because they're really, if they really came up against a, a serious malevolent force, they'd be out of depth. And, and it's not something I would wish on anyone. It's not something I would want anyone to experience because you'll never, ever, ever forget it. Never. So, um, so do you think, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go no, fire away, go. Do, do you think that many times these, um, uh, groups that think they've come across a demonic experience, uh, had a demonic experience, are actually coming across a grounded spirit that's a little bit on the grumpy side? Is that, does that make sense? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely, Larry. I would say so. I would say that that's probably more or less a grounded entity that, yeah, there is a bit, you know, we have a saying back in, in Scotland, the UK, they're a bit pissed off that you've come into their place and, you know, they, they, they don't want you to be there and, um, you know, yeah, they can they can influence you and they can, you know, but I also have a, and I spoke about this in the book, I, I also have a, a hypothesis that we can have what I call a piggyback spirit and we can have a, a piggyback uh, possession where if there's a, a, a negative spirit or a grounded spirit on the other side is particularly nasty and is given out the vibration on the other side that they're nasty, it's very easy for a, a, a malevolent intelligence to subjugate them and control them and therefore find a gateway into uh, a, a potentially hazardous, you know, a, a gateway into a, a, an innocent person, you know, that, that's, you know, maybe in the wrong place at the right time. 
Um, so I do think that probably 90% of them, they're just coming against Grumpy Old George or somebody who's passed over because really, I, I, if you really, really, really dealt with something malevolent, it, it's, I, I don't think they would ever really want to talk much about it. And I don't think, they wouldn't look at life in the same way, put it that way. And you and in your opinion, that's a fairly rare occurrence to come across that. I would very, very rare, very rare. Um, but it's I, but but be prepared for it is what I'm also absolutely. hearing you say. Absolutely. Why not? Why not have the intelligence, the information, and the knowledge, and be prepared? I've had a lot of mediums that have come to me from other organizations that have said to me, "Joe, please don't tell anyone. I, I'm coming to you for information, but I'm involved in this." this organization but they don't believe in negativity or evil or anything but i've had this experience can you help me okay. can you tell me and i'm saying and I, and I will take time and i will teach them and i will say okay look you need to be prepared because okay. what if one day a family comes to you that's under subjugation and says i need help are you going to turn around and say i don't worry about it there's, there's no evil in the world that's just ridiculous well, let me ask you this question. A group is out there, they come across something that, for whatever reason, they believe may be deeply evil. Are there places that groups can go to call for help? I think Say, there's, there's absolutely. I mean, they can go to maybe the, the, the uh, they can go to someone like myself. They can ask for help. They can also go to maybe a local uh, a, a a specialist within a church organization like the Catholic Church or, you know, people that specialize in this sort of thing that, are, that have got real knowledge and but wisdom where do you of find, it. But, but where do you find them? Well, the thing is, is, is if it ever comes that you need it, you'll be guided to find it. Fair enough. Why, so, go, why go looking for it? Because when you go looking... If you're actually under subjugation like that, there's going to be divine intervention. You're going to be guided to the right people at the right time. Interesting. So basically, as we begin to conclude this terrific conversation that we're running out of time on, <laughs> pre prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves yeah. spiritually, emotionally, and physically if you're going to do this kind of work and be prepared for the worst. Does that pretty much sum it up? Absolutely, and, and here's one of the other things that I'll say. I and I have done this reg. I have done this about recently. Ten If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzulli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.